welcome to another episode of D is for Disney, the podcast, your favorite source for the best Disney news, media, theme park information, merch, pins, quizzes, and so much more. I'm your host, Neil Tucker. Hey there, Disney fam, Neil Tucker back here with another episode of D is for Disney, the podcast. I am so excited. I am almost as excited right now as I was this past weekend when we rode Rise of the Resistance at Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. I am so pumped to talk about this ride because, holy mess, it is awesome. It is so awesome. So, Without further ado, Rise of the Resistance ride review and reactions. So many R's, you'd think this was an episode about Pirates of the Caribbean. Get it? R's, ride, review, resistance. Okay, moving on. Story of the day on this past Sunday was, honestly, for my wife and I, we just wanted to get down to Disneyland so that we could ride Rise of the Resistance. Obviously, you know, we were going to enjoy the whole day, but it was Rise of the Resistance. That, that I mean, that was the reason, you know, that I got up at 4.30 in the morning, got ready. We both got up super early. We got on the road. Thankfully, there wasn't a ton of traffic. We live in L.A., so it's, you know, generally speaking, it's about 35, 40 minutes down to Anaheim from where we are. And thankfully, again, no traffic. We got in. The first time we saw traffic was at the parking structure when we were just trying to get in. Um, but honestly, uh, we got down pretty quickly, thankfully. We were actually waiting. We were parked, and we were already we had already walked over to wait for the shuttle for the tram at about 7.30 a.m.-ish. Uh, once we get – oh, my God. We had to wait probably – it was 25 minutes, I think, for the shuttle. So if, you, if you're taking the tram instead of – I recommend walking, first of all. If you haven't done this yet, so I'll, as I go through, I'm going to tell you what we did, what I would recommend doing instead if there's a better route, and just once we get to the ride in the second half of the episode, um, I'll do a walkthrough but also a review. So, okay, so I definitely recommend uh, running over to the park instead of waiting for the shuttle because it just took so, so, so long. Also, of course, you know, we got down there, we had to pee, but we couldn't, so we, you know. Anyway, we got into the park uh, after waiting for the long line for the shuttle. We take the tram over. Then we have to wait in another long line just to get into the park. Um, we get in. I think it was like 8.08 a.m. And then we quickly logged in. We had to rescan my pass because I got a brand new annual pass. We had to scan that into my wife's Disneyland app so that we could all be part of the same boarding group. You want to make sure you're all in one boarding group on the same app. Otherwise, it's just uh, it's just chaos. So get on the same boarding group. We got a backup boarding group is what they called it, number 143 at 8.09 a.m. So at this point, we're like, great. We got up at 4 o'clock in the morning just to miss the boat. But as the day went on, more and more boarding groups kept making it in. And finally, finally at like, I want to say it was like 6.30 p.m., somewhere around there, we got our chance. Oh, man. I mean... Seriously, we were starting to get so first on the first hand, we were so nervous that we weren't going to get to ride the ride after, you know, basically planning our entire day around it. And of course, you're looking around the park and like everyone there is there for Rise of the Resistance. I mean, like, seriously, probably close to 100 percent of the people that were there at seven, seven thirty o'clock 
7.30 o'clock. I might listen to me. At 7 o'clock or 7.30 in the morning, you know they're there because they want to get on a boarding group, right? But then once – so we're nervous that we're not going to get on the ride or get our chance. And then once we got the notification that our boarding group was ready, we got, even, like, even more nervous because at this point we're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. We're, like, starting to freak out. We had just done um, – like we had just done Autopia – um, it was like starting to sprinkle and we're just like, I don't know if this is going to work out. And then we get the notification. We're like, oh, M G. Okay. Let's take a quick moment to thank our sponsor. And then we'll be right back on the other side of the episode. I do want to warn you the rest of this episode contains major, major ride spoilers for rise of the resistance. So if you want to know how it goes, listen on, but don't say that I didn't warn you. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. So, again, super, super spoiler alert before we keep going through. All right, now this is how the ride works. You walk through. First, you get in and they scan your, you know, they scan your Disneyland app, right? They scan your pass. So then you go on to the boarding group. And then you walk through this insanely detailed queue. It's a lot like Smuggler's Run, um, just in the sense of how it feels. It's so immersive. I'm going to use that word a lot, so I apologize in advance. You know, and of course, the queue has nobody in it except for you and just like the couple of people that are in your boarding group. It's like it's like having a fast pass. It's like when you walk through the fast pass lane, that line, that's sort of what it feels like. So you make it up to the final entry point, And once you get into this first room, BB-8 is waiting for you up on a ledge. Then immediately, after, which is, by the way, so awesome because I love BB-8. Then you see a hologram of Ray who gives you, well, first she talks to BB-8, it's adorable, and then she gives you your mission, right? So honestly, at this point, we are so excited. I take a selfie, that was it. I took like a couple of pictures inside, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the next rooms that I'll tell you about in a minute. But we were so excited, I, I could, honestly, I could barely breathe. So the whole ride has this feeling of like going up the first hill of a roller coaster, seriously. Like, even though you're not on technically like a quote-unquote roller coaster, and at this point, you're not even on a ride at all, but I'm still like it still feels like holy crap, like I, you because you don't know what's around the next corner. Like oh my god, it's amazing. So it's truly breathtaking. The whole thing is stunning. It's detailed. It's immersive in the same way as Galaxy's Edge, as all of Batu, of Smuggler's Run when you're on the Millennium Falcon. Holy crap! All right, so it's it's seriously. Again, I'm gonna say the word. It's immersive. It is the most immersive ride that I have ever been on since smugglers run <laughs> like they're just so good they're killing it right now with the star wars immersion i mean it's insanely awesome they know what we want and they're giving it to us in the most amazingly disney way because they lead with story and with emotion and with heart they lead with story emotion and heart and they do something that on the imagineering uh i've talked about it before but on disney plus there's an imagineering docuseries and they talk about the fourth level of detail the fourth level of detail is like being able to like walk up to a door knocker at a door on the on Main Street and just like being able to see like the paint color. Is it chipped? What does it smell like? Is it weathered? Like how does it sound? Like the level of detail that is so immersive that you are there in that world, right? That is the door knocker is the example they give on the on the episode. If you're wondering where that came from, and you're like Neil, that has nothing to do with Star Wars. I know, I know. Okay, so watch that series too, but because it's it gives you some really cool insight into how the Imagineers and into how Imagineering works and the history of it, of course. All right, after Ray, you learn immediately that Poe Dameron and Finn are going to be a part of your journey. 
uh, Poe pops up on a screen next to Lieutenant Beck. Lieutenant Beck is going to be at the helm of the civilian ship that you're about to be uh, that you're about to be on because you walk from this room outside into another part of Galaxy's Edge that is totally closed off to everyone else unless they're on this ride. There's another ship, so you get on that ship. If Lieutenant Beck looks familiar, if you're like, I feel like I know this guy, he looks a lot like Admiral Akbar and sounds like him. Same species, right? Okay, so, of course, something goes wrong when you're on this ship, naturally, and this is the inciting incident. If you're a, uh, if you're a screenwriter or a, a writer of any kind, this is the inciting incident. And eventually you're asked by General Hux himself to leave the ship where you enter the First Order's ship. They border, they border, they board your ship, and this is where it gets nuts. Because like I said, the attention to detail here is remarkable. The room that you enter is chock full, totally and completely full of stormtroopers. I can't even begin to describe how awesome this is. There are ride, there are ride-throughs like uh, point of view, you know, first-person point of view, POV, ride-throughs online. I've got a link to one, a really great one that I saw. I'll put it in the show notes. So if you want to watch that video, there's one in the show notes right now. But honestly, even seeing it in a video or like seeing photos, I took a couple of photos. It just doesn't do it justice. Like you simply have to see it for yourself. And all I'll say is this, you 1000%, 1000% feel like you're being taken prisoner by the first order. I mean, the cast members do such an amazing job. The room looks incredible. The screens, these like giant screens, show outer space and the the galaxy. Holy mess, it's amazing. So after this, you're put in a line, you're put into different groups, and you're given a color. You have to remember your color, so don't forget your color. Once you're put in, we were orange. Once you're put in a cell with fellow civilians, the real action, this is where it starts. really starts. You get a talking to from, there's a stormtrooper, and then General Hux, and then Kylo Ren himself. I'm moving a little quickly because I don't want to take forever. I know you're like, oh, my God, Neil, get to the punch. Okay, so this is where a team of resistance from the resistance rescues you, puts you in a small, it's like a little eight-person car, and this is what takes you through the rest of the ride, okay? You are taken from this prison cell onto this little eight-person car. You're taken from room to room in the First Order ship. You run into an insane number of stormtroopers, blaster fire, a.k.a. pew, 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 and even some ATATs. This was potentially my favorite part. I have always loved ATATs. I, I really, honestly, don't know why. I just freaking love these things for some reason. And you are you are right up underneath the ATATs. There's two giant, like life size. I imagine. I mean, I, I don't know how big they are technically when you see them in the movie. I, like how many feet high? But they have to be. This has to. They have to have done the math on it because it is. It's flawless. It's flawless. You're flying around this room beneath, like under the ATATs that are on this ship. You're flying around. People are shooting at you. The stormtroopers are pew, 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 blaster firing at you. There's a whole lot more, honestly, that, than I've even covered here. And I, I, I won't spoil how the ride actually ends because I just don't want to do that. You're welcome to watch it in the, the ride-through video. I just don't want to spoil how it ends because it's – just know that it's absolutely – and totally and completely 100 billion percent awesome all right if you can't tell i loved it so my quote unquote review slash reaction was really just me saying like holy crap over and over again my wife loved it too it was just the best thing ever it was 
someone online, if this was you, please let me know because I, I don't remember the Twitter uh, handle. Someone said Rise of the Resistance is Indiana Jones on steroids. And that's sort of true because you can tell they took a major page out of the Indiana Jones ride uh, playbook because it has a similar feel to it. You know, you're in this eight person uh, little vehicle that takes you throughout the ride. The world is so immersive. Um, I've said this before on this podcast, but my wife's favorite ride is Indiana Jones. And uh, like, so we go on it all the time. So I'm like super familiar with it. It's, it is just, it, it feels like if Indiana Jones had been made in 2020 is sort of how it feels, you know, or 2019 with, with, with Star Wars and that whole world and the technology that they have now. It's just, um, I mean, I'm seriously, I was speechless. I was speechless then. And, uh, you know, after, after this whole review, I'm like kind of speechless again. Um, and the thing about this technology is that it seems like they're starting to employ this a lot more. Disney World has uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And from what I've seen, I haven't done um, the ride-throughs because I just tend I tend not to want to watch the ride-throughs. But I have seen a couple of like quick little clips and some pictures. And it looks like it's very much the same technology. I really love that they're doing this because it allows you to be immersed in the world. And at the same time, for someone that, like myself, can sometimes suffer from a little bit of motion sickness, it really doesn't have that, right? I don't know if you go to the to um, Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal, either in Orlando or out here in L.A., but, and I've done both, you know, some of those rides can sort of make me feel a little bit sick because there's so much, so much, a lot of the universal stuff has, which we love too, we love going there, but has has this like, um, like that 3D technology that can sort of make you feel sick. This ride does not do that. This ride does not do that. And I did take a, um, like a motion sickness thing right before just because I was like, I don't want it to be a bad experience. Honestly, I didn't need it. I did not need it at all. And so if you suffer from motion sickness, like know that you're unless unless you're really, really, really sensitive to to quick turns and motion and stuff. Um, there is one quick drop. I won't tell you when it comes. There's this one moment where you're like, oh, my God, we're going to drop. And then you don't. And then later, like within like 30 seconds, you do drop. <laughs> I won't tell you exactly where it is, but it's so it's so great. And like everybody in the car, we were like talking to each other as I were like, Oh my God, I thought we were going to drop. And the person in front of me was like, yeah, I thought we were too. And then we did. It's, it's just so fun. And because there's only eight of you in the car, actually I think in ours, there were three people in the front and four in the back. There was a father and a son sitting next to my wife to my left. And Oh my God, the kid was so adorable and their relationship just seemed so sweet. And they were going through this whole experience together. And it was, you could tell the kid was really like, I'm here, I'm in star Wars, you know? Um, and that's really what it feels like. And Walt Disney said that Disneyland is the place where adults can be kids again. And I'm paraphrasing. But that that's what this feels like. You're allowed to be immersed in this world and just have so much fun. Guys, that's all for today. I hope that you enjoyed this as much as I enjoyed the ride. <laughs> I hope that you get a chance to ride it. If you enjoyed this podcast... Please remember to give me a five-star review. That's super-duper helpful and share it with your friends. Also, uh, follow me on social media at D is for Disney underscore and let me know what you think. Guys, that's all for today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Have a magical rest of your day. 
that's it for another episode of D is for Disney, the podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.